Hello and welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. I'm Bruce Maples, publisher of Forward Kentucky. We've been trying for some time to set up an interview with Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman, and we were able finally to get our schedules to sync up and we were able to do the interview. I'm very excited to share this with you because I think Lieutenant Governor Coleman is one of the premier elected officials in our state, and I'm very excited to share all the things she had to say. Let's listen to Jacqueline Coleman. So we're here with Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman, and we are very excited to be able to interview interview her. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. So let's get the most important thing out of the way right up front. How is your health? Well, thank you for asking. Um, I'm doing much better. I think I'm over the hump. I have one more procedure uh, at the end of March. Hmm. And other than that, I've been back in the office full time for several weeks now and and really feel like I'm getting my feet back under me again. But um, it, it's a taxing process for sure. But um, the outpouring of support I felt from Kentuckians was very helpful and it's something I'll never forget. Well, there are a lot of us across the state who care for you and uh, seeing the news was quite a shock, and I'm sure it was for you too. And uh, we're just glad you're doing well. Well, thank so you very much. The second most important thing, congratulations on the win in November. Thank you. Thank you. It seemed that seems like a while ago now after everything that that has happened, but um, I, it was it was um, a wonderful election night. It was an honor obviously to to be a part of that to be to run a, a campaign that we can be proud of and uh to have Kentuckians respond positively to our positive message and our focus on the economy and and public education so thank you well i was very excited uh for you both um of course i was a bashir supporter and supporter of you and voted for you uh, I had hopes all along that people would respond, like you said, to the positiveness of the message and certainly reject the negativeness of the other side. But, you know, you never know. Elections are funny. So I was very glad to see how it turned out. So, OK, so now you don't have to worry about doing that again, at least. Uh, and so uh, what is you look back on your first term? Um I'm sure you're aware of the quote from the United States vice president at one point who said the vice president, the vice presidency wasn't worth a bucket of warm spit. Uh, and so I suspect the lieutenant governor's role is a little bit more worth than that. But <laughs> you have to shape it yourself. I assume there's not much in the Constitution about what you're supposed to do. You're not president pro tem of the Senate. Uh and Andy appears to be pretty healthy. So what did you do for the first term? What were your main goals and how did those come out? Well, first, let me say that uh, the role of lieutenant governor is really a matter of the working relationship between the governor and lieutenant governor. And so I'm very fortunate that Andy and I work well together. Uh, we, we are colleagues. We consider each other to be friends. Um, and we share a lot of the same values. And so finding um, an area where I could um, maybe carve out a few agenda items and help mm -hmm. get some things done to move Team Kentucky forward was something that we were both 
uh, committed to doing. Of course, I spend a whole lot of my time on education, particularly public education. So everything you see in our budget from investing in universal pre-K for every four-year-old to teacher raises to fully funding transportation and doing all those things that we've needed um, are a result of the governor listening uh, to his lieutenant governor, who was a mm. teacher. And I, I think he needs to have credit for get the credit that he deserves for listening uh, to elected officials who have served as educators before. Um, but some things that I've kind of carved out on my own are um, uh, tackling the student mental health challenges that we have, particularly as we come out of the pandemic. Um, we launched the student mental health initiative out of the Lieutenant Governor's office. And um, I think my proud point here is that it was completely student led. And so wow. we we uh, brought our student leaders in and we made them our North Star for this work. And they guided us through the process. They they told us what they needed and we listened and we responded. And when we didn't get a lot of uh, action on that here in uh, the Kentucky General Assembly, I uh, was re I reassured them that there was more than one way to get these things done. So we mm. developed a working relationship with the federal government. And as a result of this student mental health initiative, we brought $40 million worth of funding to Kentucky so far for school-based student mental health services. So we're wow. building the workforce. We're building the mental health workforce in Kentucky. Uh, but we're also making sure that those folks are placed in our public schools. Um, one of the first things we did uh, when we came into office was uh, led the charge to waive the GED fee in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. The number one barrier for folks to obtain their GED was the cost. And so I sat down with the governor and I said, I think we really need to look at this. He asked me for the price tag and I told him and his response was, that's it. And I said, that's it. And so uh, immediately we moved to waive the GED fee. And since then, over 8,000 Kentuckians have taken advantage of access to a free GED test. Not only does that change that person's life and educational future, it changes their families, which I think is really important as well. Um, one more how thing I would number, How does sorry. that number compare to before you waived the fee? What? How much of an increase is that? I'm gonna have to. I'll have to get the number for you about about pre waiving the fee uh, versus now. Something in my mind is telling me it's around two thousand uh, mm -hmm. twenty five hundred. But but let let us get those numbers uh, for you so we can be exact on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I would mention is coming into this office from uh, the the big city of Bergen. Uh, you know, I lived in Mercer County when the governor asked me to run with him. And so rural economic development has always been really important to me to make sure that your zip code doesn't determine either your educational opportunity or your economic future. And so um, I was really proud when Kentucky skyrocketed to number three in the nation in rural economic development and job creation. Yep. I I have to say that I I knew about the GED thing and the economic development I sort of knew about because it's part of the larger picture of this on fire economy we have right now in Kentucky. I have to admit, I was not aware of the student mental health initiative and the fact that you had the students leading the way and that you got this money from the federal government. That is so impressive 
and so important. Uh, it, without going into a lot of detail, let's just say that I have some uh, knowledge of mental health issues uh, with children. And to, to be able to deal with that the way you have, that's very impressive. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. So you have a good working relationship with the governor, which I would have expected. Uh, what about with everybody else in Frankfurt? Um, one of my frustrations as somebody who covers politics in this state is I can't always tell how much is just for public consumption and how much is real. Uh, you know, uh, with the president of the Senate griping about the governor, okay, how much of that is really real and how much of that is him just saying political stuff? So without going into a lot of behind the scenes detail, what's your relationship with like the other elected officials at the state level or with the president of the Senate or the speaker of the house? And if it's bad, you can go ahead and say it's bad. <laughs> no, I think what I would say there is that I, I really, since I have gotten to Frankfurt, have tried to be um, as, as proactive in, in building and maintaining relationships as I can. Um, I, I'm a teacher and a basketball coach, which mm -hmm. means that I don't have time for the stuff that you're talking about, which is to, you know, blow smoke in one area and, and act differently in another area. I am who I am and um, appreciate when other people can be who they are. And so I've been uh, meeting with legislators on both sides of the aisle, particularly about education issues, because mm -hmm. that's, um, you know, really my area of expertise um, and works with anybody that uh, I can I can possibly form a relationship with around a shared value that we have to be able to move Kentucky forward. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hit and miss sometimes, mm -hmm. but I will give it a try. My door, I keep my door open to everybody um, that is interested in supporting public education. And in turn, I will be supportive of them. Are you able to go to, legislators or the leaders of the legislature about a particular bill and say either this is a really good idea or this is a really dumb idea and do you do you get a response are they willing to listen or do they just go you stay in your part of the capital and we'll stay in ours <laughs> well i you know i have i have both showed gratitude when they do something that i believe is right um, I'll give you an example. In the House budget, uh, they proposed um, uh, a stipend for student teachers. Mm -hmm. So most people don't realize that when you're when you do your student teaching, you're still a college student uh, and you work all day every day as a teacher, but you don't get paid. Right. And so for the longest time, we've really limited ourselves to only allowing people to become teachers if their parents could afford for them not to work um, during that time period. So um, I, I applauded uh, the, the legislators that I met with about including that because I think that's a really important addition to the budget. But also there are a lot of things that um, are not in the budget or are not funded enough in the budget that I address uh, and address with honesty and openness and explain from not just as lieutenant governor or as a Democrat, but as a teacher, as a mm -hmm. mom, as someone who's married to an assistant principal, right? I mean, like we live public education. And so I have no qualms with having really open and honest conversations about both the consequences and unintended consequences of some of these bills. 
I wonder, um, and I, I don't want to chase too many individual bills, but uh, the charter bill stuff that continues to come up, I'm I'm assuming that it's safe for me to say that you would be against that. Uh, do you think that it has a chance of passing? It's been turned down multiple times by the people. Do you think they're going to get it on the ballot again? So it, it's really important to kind of start at the beginning with this with this um, school voucher char, uh, constitutional amendment. It, the legislature has tried to pass some form of this multiple times and right. every time it's been ruled unconstitutional unanimously unconstitutional by Kentucky's Supreme Court and so now their effort is aimed at changing the constitution which mm -hmm. I think is your first red flag when uh, you you try to pass uh, some form of this legislation multiple times it doesn't work and so you go to change the constitution so you can get what you want uh, that's not what this process was made for and certainly not the job of the legislature to divert public dollars away from public schools. So uh, you can rest assured I am opposed to anything in any kind of measure that does that, whether it's school vouchers or charter schools. Um, uh, and I think it's really important that we focus on building the best public education system that we can in Kentucky. And I'm willing to work with anybody who wants to do that. But I can promise that if this constitutional amendment ends up on the ballot, I will dedicate every day and night uh, that I am in this office to fighting that constitutional amendment and making sure that it gets defeated. Mm. So we talked about your first term. And now, like I said, here you are. You don't have to run for this office again. You've got four years in front of you and and um, don't have to worry about the well, necessarily worry about the political implications of whatever you do. So what what would be your top three goals for your second term? Top three goals for my second term. Um, I, I keep going back to the budget because we are in a budget session right now. So that's really top of mind. We, we meet about it every single day. But um, I would say priority number one would be um, creating access to universal pre-K for every four-year-old in Kentucky. Um, and in, in conjunction with that, so I'll make this number two, um, building a, a Kentucky that doesn't have any childcare deserts, mm. right? So in, in, in tandem, lifting up the childcare uh, centers and the childcare community that we have, as well as funding universal pre-K for every four-year-old will change the trajectory of this economy it changes the opportunity for working families. It, the impact that that would have is, is immeasurable at this point uh, at, for generations to come. Um, and then third, I would say we've got to get our teachers raised. We've got to get our school employees a raise. All of the, the people that work in our school buildings, I don't care if you are a cook, a custodian, or the chemistry teacher, right? You are part of the village that helps raise our kids, and you deserve to have uh, the same kind of raise that law enforcement has gotten, that social workers have gotten, that state employees have gotten. Um, not that teachers are any different, not that they deserve any more or less, but that they deserve the same kind of raise that all of the other state employees have, have been given over the last few years. I did a study a few years ago, uh, and I could find the article, I suppose, comparing teacher pay rates in the United, in uh, Kentucky 
with inflation and with the rest of the country. And the trajectory was very depressing. Um, when you take inflation into account, they just were going down, down, down. Um, the other thing about, about teacher salaries and all those others you mentioned, if you pay your teachers more, that money is going to go into your local economy. And if you use that money instead to give a tax break to the wealthy, it's going to go to a fund in New York. So I don't know why we wouldn't want to put more money into the economy. Those yeah, are three really good goals. Uh, I you. saw that there is a bill now about childcare uh, in this session that I was sort of pleased to see that it popped up. Mm -hmm. um, so let me ask you another thing. Is there anything in your second term in the state that you would like to see stopped or that you would like to see if you could make an impact and get it to change dramatically? So often we think about getting things done um, yeah. when you think about stopping things. Um, if I had, I guess if I had a magic wand and I could, I could stop um, the discrimination that we see far too mm. often, the, the bigotry, the hate, the um, otherizing of people who are not like you. Uh, that's something that I would, I would really love to see change in Kentucky and, and, Try to I try to walk that walk every day and lead by example, and I know the governor does too. Uh, but really building out on that Team Kentucky idea that we're all in this together, regardless mm -hmm. of what we look like or where we live or who we love or where we go to school or don't go to school, we're all in this together. And um, I think if I could I could stop one thing, it would be the division that is sowed, um, and I, I would say quite unfairly between. Uh, maybe folks who live a little differently than each other. Mm. Um, I learned a long time ago not to ask a question that you're not going to get an answer to. So I um, won't necessarily try to probe into, okay, after this term, what are you planning? Mm -hmm. um, I will note for you, I'm sure you heard this, that at the inauguration, which by the way, we were there and covered very thoroughly uh, with lots of pictures. Um, one person commented that the governor's speech sounded like somebody running for president and the lieutenant governor's speech sounded like somebody running for governor. Oh, OK. Well, that's a that's a compliment. Well, uh, that's you know, I was going to. So I, I won't ask, are you planning on running for governor? It's a little early for that discussion. But uh, I do want to ask this. Do you see yourself having further career in in public service, particularly elected public service? You know, I, I will start by saying that I, I truly have loved this job. Uh, being able to walk into this Capitol every day has been, it's a dream come true for a teacher to be able to have such a, an impact on public education across Kentucky and to make sure their voices are at the table. And I, I'm here because I say I became an accidental advocate <laughs> um, for, for public education, and I never get too far ahead of myself. I really don't. I really mm -hmm. try to do the next right thing and trust that it'll take me where I need to be. So um, right now, I'm thinking about all of the projects and economic development uh, deals and all of those things that we have going that we want to dot our I's and cross our T's on. Yeah. because that's going to be part of the legacy of this administration. Um, and then beyond that, I think uh, 
over time, I will I will come to, to find what my next steps will be. But I, I honestly don't know what that is right now. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Well, um, I will tell you this, and, and I don't mean it to be embarrassing or anything, but whatever you decide to do next, uh, you certainly have my support and the support of our uh, members and readers. Thank uh, you, Bruce. I appreciate that. We think, we think you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you. So is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you about? I don't think so. You covered quite a bit. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) I really appreciate, as I said, you taking the time. I know your schedule is completely packed and I really do appreciate you being here with us and uh, you can come back anytime. Thank you so much, Bruce. I do appreciate it. That was Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman starting her second term as Lieutenant Governor. Uh, I'm very excited to see where she goes next politically. And as I said, Whatever she decides to do, she certainly has my support and the support of all of us at Forward Kentucky. If you enjoyed this video and if you enjoyed this interview, please click the subscribe button below and give it a like if you're watching it on YouTube. If you're listening to it, please share it with others so that they can listen to it too and become a subscriber. And if you believe in the work we're doing, please go to forwardky.com and sign up to be a member. There is a free membership and a $5 a month membership and a $9 a month membership, and our members are what keep us going. Once again, our thanks to Lieutenant Governor Coleman and our thanks to you for watching and listening.